0: there. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Okay.
1: (laughs) Good evening, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock podcast. And I'd like to invite you to listen in tonight. This is our first podcast that we're doing with Racing Girls Rock. So I'm really excited about that. Racing Girls Rock is sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association. We are a group that connects and celebrates women all over the world that are involved in racing or motorsports of some kind, whether it be a track owner, a driver, a crew member, a parent, any any woman or girl that's involved in racing of any kind, we are the ones that want to connect and celebrate those women. So, Today, tonight, we're going to have as our special guest Bambi Wade. Welcome, Bambi. Thank you very much. So um, I'm glad to be here. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad that we could connect and, and have you on the show tonight. So, first off, Bambi, I just want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do, your family, that kind of thing.
0: Okay. Well, my name's Bambi Wade. I drive the 10B Limited Modified at Devil's Bowl Speedway. Most people have heard of Devil's Bowl Speedway. It's the home of the world of the outlaws. And the first inaugural race there was in 1971 and two. um, And Steve Kinzer actually uh, raced the very first race there. Uh, He just retired last year. Um, A little bit about myself. I am 42 years old. I did not start racing until last year, 41 years old. I have wanted a race car since I was 14 years old. So if you're, if you're a little dyslexic, like I am, just go ahead and flip 41 and I'm still 14. Okay. Uh, so I'm doing what I love to do, what I've always wanted to do. Um, I wish I was able to start it sooner, but sometimes finances are just not in the works to be able to do it. And, And, uh, I had an opportunity to help some friends in racing and I I had big hopes and dreams and I was able to follow them because I had a lot of good direction.
1: Okay, that's awesome. So at 14, what was it about racing that made you want to be a race car driver? Were your parents racing or what?
0: Actually, my parents discouraged me. That's why I wasn't able to get in any sooner than I was. You know, that's not a girl thing to do. You know, you don't really need to do that. That's too dangerous, of course. And my opinion is you're surrounded with a roll cage, a fire suit, helmet and gloves. You've got on fireproof underwear, five-point seatbelt harness. I'm probably a lot safer in my race car than I am my everyday driving vehicle. Absolutely. So my parents were not really encouraging. So Um, I had to wait till I was older to be able to live that dream. Everybody's got a bucket list. This just happens to be number one on my bucket list, and I'm fulfilling that.
1: That's awesome. That is awesome. So um, do you work a job during the week, or or what else do you do? Can you repeat that? You kind of broke up on me. Okay. Do you work a job during the week, or what, what do you do during the week to keep busy? Yes, I. Do. Well, what I do in the
0: week to keep busy, if I'm not working on the race cars, I actually do have a job. Um, I do credit card processing for a living. I work for a company called Sterling Payment Technologies. They're out of uh, Florida, and I set up businesses to take credit cards uh, for their services.
1: Okay, all right. So, what is something about you that most most people don't know? Something about you that's that's um something you've done or well well
0: what most people don't know about me is the other thing I do on the weekend when I'm not racing on Saturday what I do on Sunday I'm also a Sunday school teacher and I'm also the associate pastor at our church and we also run a non food pantry in our city in the city of Sigaville so Um, I stay quite busy. I'm either picking up food, delivering food, stocking food, passing out food. When I'm not doing that, I'm studying for my lesson or studying for what I'm preaching on next, um, or I'm working on my race car or seeing a customer. I am busy 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
1: It sounds like you are a very busy lady, very busy. So you were not involved (laughs) in racing as a child but you've always wanted that. You had to have seen someone or been exposed to it somehow. How were you exposed to racing then?
0: Well, um, the first time I went, my dad took us to a dirt race. Um, we went to devil's bowl. I was a spectator and I just loved it. So when I, Turn 16, I got my driver's license on the weekend. I would go by myself, sit in center section C, reserved as high up as I could get, so that I could see the whole entire track. I didn't just um, go and sit on the bottom and then leave, because you know, you know, most young women were, you know, out getting their nails done, things like that, and and I really just had the desire. I wanted to race a race car, and I knew if I could eventually get me a car with a good motor. And a good setup, you know, anybody can drive them cars from the stands. It's a whole nother story sitting in that driver's seat. But I knew if I could once do that, I would eventually be able to go out there and I would be able to make a name for myself. Even if it's a small name, I would still be able to be known. And then later on, once, um, about four years ago now, I was able to meet Jennifer Jo Cobb. Mm -hmm. And we met hit it off great and she become kind of a mentor to me, somebody that I could look up to her and I are, uh, close in age. Um, and she decided it as a young child, she was going to be a race car driver and she stuck it out. That's what she does. Not only does she do that as a passion, she does that for a living. Uh, she right now in NASCAR is the only, uh, female, team Mm -hmm. owner and driver in the top three series in NASCAR. And I look up to her for that. I mean, that, that is, she's, she's my hero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, actually was able to meet her. Uh, We were in Chicago and through another friend introduced uh, a young gal that was with me, nine years old, TK. Uh, Everybody's going to, going to know about TK here someday too. Her and her dad are good friends of mine. TK drives a sprint car. And uh, through a friend, we were invited to go to the driver's meeting with Jennifer. So TK sat in the driver's meeting with her. We went back to her holler. They fed us with the team. Um, and then we went out when they did driver introductions and TK actually rode in the back of the pickup with Jennifer when they drove around the track. So that was pretty cool. So we have her on our list of favorites as well as, as you do. So, um, why don't you tell me about your car? What kind of car do you have? Um, where do you race, etc.?
0: Well, I race at Devil's Bowl Speedway. Um, last year was my rookie year. This is my second season. I race in the limited modified class. We run a three hundred and fifty motor. It looks like the regular modifieds on the outside. Underneath, it's a little more affordable class. Um, we have different set of rules for what we can run as heads and, and how far we can really bore out a motor. So we can't do all the big tricks that big boys can do. Uh, but it gets our feet wet and gets us really competitive to be able to move up uh in a class. So it's kind of a, a mid range class, it's not a factory stock or hobby stock. It, it's kind of the next one up, the next class up. And as far as my car goes, I will tell you, earlier this year, the first race, I had bought a new, another car. It wasn't brand new, but to me it was new. had a brand new body on it, really put a lot of good money into this car, and my setup wasn't right. And the first time I come around full throttle around turn four, um, I hit the wall. Oh. I, I hit the wall, ended up in the emergency room had about a three inch gash on my leg all the way to the bone where the my foot come up and hit the brake pedal okay really scared the bejeebus out of me and i really was wondering should i even get back in the car well the car wasn't salvageable and then i found another chassis that i could make work for us done a 10-day turnaround and was mm-hmm. able to get a whole nother car put back together and then i got another body on it so i've been working up my courage in turn four and it's kind of a funny little story the other day when I got to the track um well it's been about a month ago I got to the track and they have one of the guys that does the vinyl lettering there at the track actually um on the wall that I hit because I actually where I hit was kind of an opening so instead of just grazing the wall and bouncing off I come to a dead stop the second I hit it it's about 60 70 miles an hour So when I hit the wall and I come to a dead stop, they immediately knew that they needed to repair that spot in the wall because they didn't want somebody else hitting it. They come over there, they were looking at having somebody passed out in the seat, literally unconscious. And I'm blessed enough, my husband told me, honey, you're not racing without a head neck restraint. It's not going to happen. You're not getting in the car without it. So I have one. And I believe that that's probably what saved my life, that and, mm. and track personnel that are awesome. So we got that turned around. So now they replaced that piece there and actually put another barricade there. So now on the wall in big red letters, it says Bambi Cade <laughs> on the wall. So that was kind of cool. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm at the track forever now, you know.
1: So you did make a name for yourself, but not exactly how you planned. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> no, not exactly how I planned, but I'm I'm pretty well known, you know. I I'm, I'm a rookie in it and it amazes me that on a weekly basis I have people contact me wanting uh hero cards with autographs and I'm like I'm a rookie, <laughs> you know. I'm just a rookie, you know. I didn't buy that kind of stuff cuz you know, I, rookies right. don't buy that kind of stuff. Nobody knows who you are. You're just another car, random car on the track, but Somehow I get through some of my connections. I have friends because of NASCAR all over the country. Um, I don't know if I had mentioned it before, but um, I was blessed in getting the opportunity to actually get my NASCAR license um, uh-huh. to help Jennifer pit uh, her truck, as well as I was also given the opportunity. Uh, quick little story. We were walking through the pits and uh, I asked Jennifer, I said, well, what do you need me to do this weekend? We were at Texas. It was the, uh, uh, the June race, I believe. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was the April, not the November race. I'll get it right here in a minute. Anyway, I was like, you know, what can I do? You know, what do you need me to do? You know, I'm, I'm hands-on, whatever you need. She goes, well, actually, um, I need a spotter. And I was like, excuse me? Uh, yeah, I need you to spot for me okay. You know, the first thing that goes through my mind is I've never spotted before. She goes, oh, that's okay. I'll walk you through it. No big deal. I was like, okay. So you get up there, you get all the the gear on the headsets. You know, you have two headsets or one headset, but you have NASCAR speaking in one ear and you have your crew and team and your driver in the other. So she's talking me through it. Everything's going good. And about mid race, I realized I have her life in my hands and I almost panicked and she's like, how's it going spotter? I'm like, great. And she goes, just keep talking to me. Just, I just need to know you're there. Just keep talking to me. So she walked me through it. And it was probably one of the things that I'll remember the rest of my life is the opportunity to get to spot for her. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
0: was amazing. It, I mean, absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, that's funny that you tell me that because one of the things that I, my son used to race and one of the things that I used to say to him is if I ever had the opportunity at a younger age to do something, I could have been a spotter because I, I talk you know, I don't get excited about stuff and I, and I said, I really, I think I could have done that. He always teased me that. That that in another life, I could be a, a NASCAR spotter. So that's funny that you got to do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So race day. Well,
0: and, and the thing about it is, is I watch I watch racing every week. And that's what we do is we listen to the spotters for our drivers on Sunday. So I knew the language. I kind of had a gist of what to say, when to say it, when not to talk, when to talk. Uh, everybody, every driver's different. Some don't want you to say a word unless you need to. Some want to know you're there and they're concentrating on the situation. Uh, Jennifer's a little different. She likes to, if you've never spotted or haven't spotted very much, she wants you to continue talking that way. She knows you, you're, you're still in the game, your head, you're still watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, more seasoned veterans, other. She only wants to hear from them if she needs to. So she can kind of swing whichever way she needs to. The pendulum has a wide gap there for whatever she needs at the time.
1: Okay, all right. So that's, that's good to know. I, I'm learning a lot about that. So for you, what is it that on race day, what's the thing you look forward to the most? The
0: thing I look forward to the very most is getting the car there getting it unloaded and then i put my pop-up canopy up and i sit and i just relax i think about where i want to be on the track i think about um putting things in perspective you know i don't expect that i'm going to go out this season and win a race um tomorrow night's our last race of the season at the track um My goal this year was to be able to make it to an A main without going through the B to get there. I've done that. Uh, My second goal was to not run at the very back, but uh, actually pass cars. The last two nights I've raced, I did not end up at the back. I ended up um, uh, passing several cars. So it made me feel like I'm reaching my milestones. I don't sit goals that are too hard to reach but I set goals that are not going to be easy to do but they're obtainable that way I don't kind of uh, put myself in a funk or depress myself oh my god I didn't meet my goals Mm -hmm. so they're obtainable but they're a push to obtain
1: okay that's a good plan because you don't want to push yourself so hard that you one get yourself into the wall again and and to disappoint yourself it's like right. it's like baby steps and and you know like you said people in the stands they think oh why can't they do this or that and they are all full of good suggestions until they okay. get in the car and then it's a whole different deal i right. i always say that it's a whole different plan it is and f- a fan should i think every fan should one time go into the pits with their favorite driver. From the start of the night, see what all it takes to get that car on the track because you don't just roll in, pull off, the car comes off and you go out there. There's a lot to it and most fans have no idea. So, you know, I I encourage fans to take a night to go to the pits. So... Bambi, are there other women?
0: That's, that's true. In most of the local tracks, you're allowed to come into the pit. You just pay a pit fee. So you don't have to have a special license or anything to get in a pit. Just no. pay at the gate and come in there. And, and 99% of the time, you'll be welcomed by anybody in the pits. Oh, yeah, come. Let me show you what we do. Because uh, it's a joy to know that people actually interact.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think people would be welcome to it. I think they're just maybe, um, afraid that they'd be in the way or whatever, but I, I don't think so. I think that they, everybody should do that. So are there other, I agree. Totally Uh, agree. Yeah. Are there other women that you race with women and girls are, are they few and far between?
0: Well, at this track, because it's a half mile track, um, we have some visiting ladies that'll come the race in, uh, like the sprint cars and things like that. But as far as at the track this year, I'm the only full-time female driver at the track this season.
1: Okay. All right. So that's unusual because I'm finding that more and more of the tracks have more and more women that are getting involved. So you're the only one. That's one reason Bambi, why everybody knows who you are because you are the only woman. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah so um how are you treated by the by the obviously all men then how how do they treat you like one of the guys or you know just tell me how that's gone this year well to
0: be very honest i was very shocked um when i had my wreck i got flogged completely flogged oh my god are you okay what can we do can we help how can we get you back on the track um i I was just amazed because i actually honestly expected to be like the outcast or to be kind of snubbed at the track oh my god it's another female I have made so many friends. It is phenomenal. I mean, each week I go out there, sometimes I forget to check some of the things on the car cause I'm visiting with all my buddies. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not treated like a dummy female that don't know anything. Some of the guys actually have asked me, so what are you doing on your car? Can you help me on mine? Uh, can you, you know, what, what can you help me with? Um, I've made just tons of friends and, tons of alliances. Um now if I get in their way or rubber bump them, they get grouchy with me just like they would any of the other guys. And it makes me feel better that they're not patty caking me like, oh, she's just another girl. I'd rather be treated as just another racer because honestly, here's my opinion. When you get into a race car, if you go and you do track and field a woman against a man, the man's gonna win. The woman is, they don't ha- we don't have the capabilities that a man has generally on a track or on a basketball court or on a football field, but at a racetrack, mm-hmm. in a race car, yes. that is the only sport that is gender neutral
1: right?
0: that I can think of that is actually like a sanctioned body actual sport. Yes. It is gender neutral. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It matters your seat time, the performance of your car, if you've got the right setup in your car, and nothing else matters. Your gender, nobody has genitalia in racing when you're in that seat. You're a race car driver.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, I'm sure you know who Billy Venturini is, and he, uh, my little friend TK, interviewed yes. him. And one of the things he said is, I he because he has a lot, he has three women that drove on his team this year, and he has a lot of women involved in his team in all sorts of areas. And one thing he told us is that when the driver gets in the car, they're just a driver, they're not a man or a woman, it's they're a driver, and just like you said, it's a level playing field.
0: Yes, it's all about seat time, and it's all about. Um, how much experience you have, your experience in your car setup every time, right. every week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as uh, the only woman at your track, I would think that maybe you would be a good role model for like the little girls that come. So do you feel like, you know, you have little girls that are watching you or how does it feel to be maybe a role model for them?
0: You know, going back to what I do, the other thing I do on the weekend, which is um, being in ministry, um, I try to be extremely cautious on how I present myself because I know that there are other people looking at me. I have people, women that message me from the stands that are like, you know, "We we, we wish we had the ability to go and race too. Um, so it's little girls, young and old, um, you know, message me, want to talk to me. So I know that there are people that are watching, um, and I try to be the best positive role model that I can be. Um, you know, of course you always have the situations that arise at a track where you get upset, this, that, and the other, but I try really, really hard not to present that because here's the thing. Those people are watching. They are looking. And, you know, if you have a fan that comes out of the stands into the pits, even though you've had a horrible night, you got to put on the fake face. Yeah. you got to go before them and let them know that they're still number one because they're your fan and they come down to see you. So whatever happens, you have to put that in the back of your mind and don't allow that to come out on your face or your attitude or kind of be like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, I had a bad night. You got to, and, and you know, that's one of the things I learned from Jennifer. No matter how bad her night goes or how good her night goes, still to the very end of the night, she still takes care of her guests that she has at the track, just like as if she won the race. Mm-hmm. Nobody sees the tears. She she cries behind closed doors. She's always got the smile. She always presents herself as a role model somebody to look up to and as her as my mentor um i i feel like i try to do the same thing that way i want to be the people's driver i want to be somebody that they do look up to that way that they can live their goals and their dreams too everybody has dreams and i think everybody should try to reach those dreams no matter how hard it is to get to them like i said I aspired to be a race car driver at 14. I didn't get to drive a car until I was 41. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So you never gave up. You always had in your mind. Our motto is never give up. Yeah. So um, what's your race car number and how did you choose it?
0: Well, I stole Jennifer's number. I'm 10 (laughs) B. I just added a B to it. Okay. So she races number 10 and I told her, I said, okay, can I steal your number? She said, I'd be glad for you to run my number. So, okay. um, and I actually, she has a nonprofit called Driven to Honor. I actually have that on my car as well. Okay. As right. one of my, uh, I guess you could say sponsorships, but I do that in honor for her. For okay. the Because that's a nonprofit organization geared towards,
1: um, our women in the military. Okay, I was going to ask you what that was. I'm going to have to check that out. I haven't I haven't seen or heard about that. So, I'm going to have to check into that. That's very cool. So, this is your second year of driving. It's driven in the number 2 honored. Okay, I'm going to write uh-huh. that down. So, it's your second year of driving. You have uh-huh. to have had a proud moment or a memorable moment other than hitting the wall, that would be a memorable moment, but we don't want to talk about that anymore. So what would be your most (laughs) proud moment or the thing that when you're done with the season that you're gonna remember the most?
0: Um getting to race with a really good friend of mine who this year is his rookie year. He come from motocross racing and um I guess the most memorable thing to me is, and it kind of started last year, is he told me, you know, he said, I always wanted to race again, but I had children, and motocross racing is pretty dangerous. He said, so I put my life dreams away of driving motocross to raise my family. Mm -hmm. He said, my girls are now nearly teenagers. He said, and I really want to race. And he said, I have to tell you, I've seen you fulfill your dream. And he said, I knew if you could do it, I could do it. So that's probably my most memorable moment is you don't think of somebody that you see every day kind of looking up to you, I guess, or I don't know if you call it looking at me, But But I met my goal, my milestone, and my dream. And he said that gave him the push to know that he could go out and for finish fulfilling his dream as well. And it's a little bit safer than motocross. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got all your safety gear that you don't have in motocross. Yeah. So um, that,
1: that like, talked off everything for me. And it, and it goes back to what you said about people are watching, even when you don't realize it, that you maybe are influencing people, not yes. just with your racing, but as a Sunday school teacher, you know, I'm sure those are, you know, young kids. And, and who knows? that maybe one day something that you've said or the fact that you have fulfilled a dream and you are driving a race car inspires one of those kids to do something later in life and they can say, well, Miss Bambi told me this. And, and it's, it's affecting people when you don't know it and that's the cool part. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly, absolutely.
1: So social media—it's all about everywhere you go and you hear, and that's how we met. Was on Facebook, which that's how I met so many amazing. people right. Here, so do you use social media to promote your racing, and how can people find you to follow what you're doing in your racing?
0: I do on Facebook. It's uh, WTH Racing. Um, how we pick WTH is. I started racing, so my last name is Wade. So that's the W. It's really not what yeah. everybody assumes WTH means. You know, it's right. social media and Facebook, you know. Right. Um, that's most definitely an abbreviation. But, and then my friend who, this is his rookie year, his last name is Tucker.
1: Okay. And
0: our very good friend who helps with all the fabrication and putting the motors in and all that, his last name is Hall. So, last year, it was actually BRAT Motorsports because we made an acronym of BRAT for, it was Bambi, Amanda, Richard, uh, and Tommy. I'm sorry, uh, Bambi, Richard, Amanda, and Tommy for BRAT Motorsports. And then our buddy got involved, which is John Hall. So, what we did was we changed the name of the team to WTH Racing. That way he could be incorporated because he's like master fabricator, mister can do anything. I mean, if you can, if you can tell him what you want, he'll create it. So mm-hmm. he's been like one of the masterminds of the team. So we wanted to incorporate him in the name of the team as well. Um, so that's how we come up with the name. So on social media, on Facebook, it's WTH Racing. And you'll see a picture of my yellow and purple race car on there um you'll see updates where we added photos of the new cars this year um and the drivers and a little bio on each driver um as far as financial backers like sponsors for both of us just like most small teams it's our paycheck mm-hmm. uh so the company i work for sterling it of course is on my car my husband works for sunbelt rentals of course they're on the car you know his paycheck contributes as well yeah. so The vast majority of everybody, I only have two financial sponsors. One is a fuel sponsor. Uh, The other is Smiley's Racing Products. Um, And the gentleman who owns that um, gives me a a discount on products that I buy from him to help keep me on the track. So that's Mm -hmm. been phenomenal for me. Uh, Other than that, the other things that you see on my car as far as sponsorships are um very good friends of mine that kept me encouraged that are also in racing um that I know at the drop of a hat if I needed something I could call them uh one of them that's on there which is McKinley Farms I need a fan blade I got to pick up from him this evening so I can race tomorrow so you know just little things like that I put mm-hmm. people on the car those are people who have backed me I'm sure for 10 the last 10 or so years a lot of these people are probably like I really wish she quit talking about racing or do something about it, but it just takes a while, you know. It does. So they're all people who had my back through the
1: whole situation. That's that's nice because as I talk to ladies and and guys that race, you can't do it alone, and it isn't just about the financial. Sometimes it's just having those people to encourage you and understand that you're not crazy. Yeah. That at 41 you can be <laughs> a race car driver, and and that means. Right? Yeah, that means so much, so much to people. So Bambi, what are your goals for your racing career? And at the end of your career, what are some things you'd like to have accomplished? Well, my short-term
0: goals next year is I want to at least win a couple of heat races. I know I have the equipment to do it now. Now it's just a matter of seat time. Um seat time is key to everything and keeping the car set up for whether the track is tacky or dry slick devil's ball tends to go dry slick a lot of times so the majority of my setup is set up towards dry slick um, so it's just a matter of getting enough seat time that i can show the boys that they're not the only ones that can drive a car mm-hmm. and win a couple of heat races maybe a feature next year a uh, long-term goal is even when I step out of the driver's seat, I will probably still own a car and be an owner, even if I'm not a driver, because um, my husband swears, if you cut me, I'm gonna bleed motor oil. <laughs> I do a lot of the work on my own car. If the rear end's gotta be changed, I'm greasy, I'm under it, I'm changing my rear end. Um, if things have to be adjusted, fixed, set up, changed, Uh, I put the whole front end under mine. I put the rear end under mine. Um, I'll put it on scales. So just other than actually totally rebuilding a motor, which I'm not, I know what the parts are, but I'm not skilled enough to do it all myself yet. But the rest of it, tip to tail, just about I can do.
1: That's pretty On my
0: own myself.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. A, A lot of the women I talk to, are hands-on, but not maybe as hands-on as a guy would be. But um, once again, they, they want to know how it works. Most women that drive want to know how the car works. They don't want to just right. show up and drive. That's not how it works. It's the, it's the full package. Right. right. So do you have anything on your bucket list? I, I actually helped several of my friends set their cars up. Okay. Um, my
0: bucket list... And I know, you know, it's a little ways off um, my goal. And I've reached every other milestone that I've ever put my mind to. So to think that I wouldn't reach this one as well, um, I intend to reach this goal. I Full well, will try my very best in the next two years to get enough seat time to fulfill the obligation that NASCAR requires um, and I want to at least one time drive the dirt race in the truck series at Eldora in a NASCAR truck.
1: Oh, That would be awesome and I will come to watch you for sure I was I wasn't at the truck race but well, I was thanks. at the I was at the uh, sprint car races like the weekend right before the truck race and I had not been to Eldora before my husband and I went and uh-huh. what, what an amazing place to go so yeah you get in that truck you make sure i know and i'm i'm going to come and watch you there cuz i believe you're you're going to do it for sure <laughs> thank you yeah. i actually just got back from the car wash with my car my
0: car's actually on the trailer behind the truck okay so if you want to if you got a second i can turn yeah. the camera around and
1: absolutely see the car sure absolutely
0: okay hang on just a second all right i'm gonna turn it around so you can see the car not me
1: (laughs) okay oh nice looking car i love the purple very cool thank you now do you get a do you get a a few of of, my sponsors yeah so sunbelt rentals my husband has a welding business and he does a lot of work for Sunbelt Rentals in huh <laughs> Are you there? Oh wow! Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm here. Yeah, I love the purple. That's really pretty. I like that. Very nice. So um, this is my baby. And, uh... so when you're driving down the road and they see a woman driving the truck, do you get a lot of looks, honks? Do people wave? What what happens when you're driving down the road with that car behind you?
0: <laughs> that's funny because this morning I was parked over at the mall, uh, waiting to hear back from PayPal on some stuff. And I have two guys walking all the way around my car, just looking and pointing. And when I got out, they were like, your car? I was like, yeah, who drives it? That's That's the first question I get. Who drives it? If I put that kind of money in something, honey, I'm going to be the one that wrecks it. <laughs> I'm going to drive it, um, and yeah. and that's usually the reaction that I get is like, oh, <laughs> you know, um, and I don't know if it's necessarily I'm female or that I'm an older female. Uh, I'm not, you know, a young young girl out there, you know, sowing her wild oats. You know, I tease people and tell them I'm the old lady in the purple car. So it's fun. I get, you know. I get some attention from that. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would be fun. I actually got my motorcycle license at the age of 50. And my husband and I used to trailer our motorcycles, like to Tennessee or different places where we would go on vacation. We would trailer the bikes and then ride them uh-huh. out there. And we would have guys, you know, we'd stop to eat and they'd be looking at the bikes and they, they would say, well, whose bike is that? And my husband would always say, well, that's my wife's bike. And they were like, couldn't believe it, you know. And I'm 62. I got my license at 50, so I'm kind of like you. I did did something I wanted to do later in life, but anyway, that's that's good. You just don't ever give up on what you want to do. So, Bambi, what else can? That's you- what I. That's the same looks I
0: used to get when I rode my boyfriend's um Honda Valkyrie, the one that has a big V8 or V6 motor on it. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I used to get some really funny looks,
1: like you're driving that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like big motors. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what are some things that I haven't asked you that you would like to share with the listeners?
0: Well, one of the things I would like to share is one of the things that is instrumental in doing what I do and enjoy what I do is having a spouse that is right there with you my husband also does mechanic work so anytime I'm having trouble or anything like that we're both we can work on it together sometimes that's our family time is working on the race car together because we both have mechanical skills to work on the car so it's not like you know I'm just handing him this tool or handing him that tool um you know sometimes we even confer with each other on stuff he's working on with well, what do you think that is? Well, I don't know. It could be this, it could be that. So it's really amazing that my husband can come home and tell me what went on with his day and he don't have to say, oh, well, piece of machine was broke. He can get into detail, tell me, and we can kind of talk about it. And it's like, he's talking to uh, maybe a buddy versus just talking to your wife that doesn't really know anything. Mm-hmm. So And I've always been that way. I've always made far better friends with guys than I did girls because I was always, I was always the tomboy. Mm -hmm. I was always the hands-on girl. Uh, My mother wanted me to be in the, uh, in the family business, which was the car business. She wanted me to learn, you know, all of the stuff inside the paperwork, the paper trail, all that stuff. And where did she find me? I was either in the body shop or the mechanic shop because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to know what they were doing. How does that run? How does that work? Well, why does that work that way? I'm sure they wish that the that little kid would get out of their shop, but I wanted to know. Yeah. So now I've got enough hands-on skills that, um, I'll tell you when I was in Bible college, my parents, my starter went out, um, on my car. And instead of saying, here's a credit card, go down to the local repair shop, get it fixed. No, what did they do? They had the mechanic at our, at our car lot go to Sears buy a 200-piece Craftsman Mechanics tool set and the book on how to fix it and send it to me. Oh. And I fixed my own car in the parking lot of the college. So from then on, you know, the guys and, you know, guys and girls, you're not supposed to fraternize at the dorms. It was Bible college, you know. Right. They would throw rocks at my, my window. And I would open the window, and you know, girls in college, the guys throwing rocks at the window—it's usually for a date. They don't want to date me; they want me to come look at their car and fix it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to so
0: say. So, I've done stuff like this all my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it's fun. I like to be—I like to be included mm-hmm. in stuff like that because I am hands-on. I mean, I can go and do a lot of the work on my car where I don't have to rely on or pay somebody else because I'm paycheck, to paycheck with my race budget. Yeah. So if the majority of the stuff I do myself, I don't have to pay somebody. I just buy the part and do it myself. Right. And it saved me tons of money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. And that I love the part about your husband, because again, if your family's not a part of it, it can make it no fun at all. And the other part of that is, When you talked about the people you've met, that's your race family. And I just, I've met so many wonderful people, not only at the local tracks around where I live in Kalamazoo, but through, you know, through Facebook and the Women's Association, I've met some of the most amazing people that are going to be part of my race family forever. And I, that's, for me, that's the best part.
0: That mine too. I'm at almost five thousand friends on my Facebook, so I don't know what I'm gonna do when I reach five thousand because I get probably a hundred requests a week. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, and it's all through racing, all race
1: related. Right. You'll have to make another page, another race page or something. And I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bambi, I don't have any other questions unless there's anything else that you would like to share with us.
0: The only other thing I'd like to share is all the young girls up to grandma. It don't matter if you've ever wanted to race, do it. It will be the most fun. If you've ever inspired to do it, ever really had that just hankering to just want to drive a race car, go do it. Because I'll tell you, you won't regret ever living your dream. Mm-hmm. and it'll be phenomenal when you do. I get in the car every week, and I'm like a little kid, like a giddy little kid every week. I can, I get to the racetrack early, and I'll we'll sit at the gate and wait for it to open because I'm excited. I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think everybody should be that way. If they, if they have any kind of desire to race at all, fulfill that. Do it. Don't let anybody discourage you and tell you it's not a girl thing to do. It's not an old woman thing to do. Well, if that was the case, then it wouldn't be anybody's thing to do because it's really not in anybody's budget unless you're a multimillionaire. Right. <laughs> but exactly. but live your dreams. Live your dreams. If you reach for the stars because if you reach for the stars and you get determined, never give up. Yeah. You'll, you'll reach your goals and your dreams. It will happen.
1: I totally agree. I so appreciate being able to talk to you today and meet you face to face through zoom, which uh, makes it so much nicer that we can actually see each other and, and talk. It makes it feel like we really know each other. And now that I've met you through this um I'll be watching what you're doing and, and you stay in touch with me and ever that you want to share a uh, picture of your car on our Facebook page. We love that. So, please do that and let's stay in touch Bambi and I hope you have a great race tomorrow night and we'll be watching what you're doing next year.
0: Thank you so much. I sure appreciate the opportunity and it was great meeting you face to face too.
1: All right. You take care. Thank you Bambi.